0: Your brother is dead. Do you know what that means? It means I'll become king. Yes, you will become king. What kind of king do you think you'll be? A good king? Hmm. I think so as well. You've got the right temperament for it. But what makes a good king, hmm? What well, is a good king's single most important quality? This is hardly the place
1: of the time. Holiness? Hmm.
0: Baelor the Blessed was holy. And pious? He built this sept. He also named a six-year-old boy High Septon because he thought the boy could work miracles. He ended up fasting himself into an early grave because... Food was of this world, and this world was sinful. Justice. Yeah. good king must be just. Horus I was just. Everyone applauded his reforms, nobles and commoners alike. But he wasn't just for long. He was murdered in his sleep after less than a year by his own brother. Was that truly just of him? to abandon his subjects to an evil that he was too gullible to recognize? No. No. What about strength? Yes, strength. King Robert was strong. He won the rebellion and crushed the Targaryen dynasty. And he attended three small council meetings in 17 years. He spent his time whoring and hunting and drinking until the last two killed him. So, we have a man who starves himself to death, a man who lets his own brother murder him, and a man who thinks that winning and ruling are the same thing. What do they all lack? Wisdom. Wisdom is what makes a good king. Yes. But what is wisdom, hmm? A house with great wealth and fertile lands ask you for your protection against another house with a strong navy that could one day oppose you. How do you know which choice is wise and which isn't? You Any experience of treasuries and granaries or shipyards and soldiers? No. No, of course not. A wise king knows what he knows and what he doesn't. You're young. A wise young king listens to his counselors and heeds their advice until he comes of age. And the wisest kings continue to listen to them long afterwards. Your brother was not a wise king. Your brother was not a good king. If he had been, perhaps he'd still be alive.
2: Uh hello everybody and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey and I'm Rox and we're rejoined again with Smokey. Thanks for coming back and uh we we got we got some unfinished business, I think. Is it unfinished? It it's, it felt unfinished by the end of it. Well, all right. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Well, I figured Here's a couple. Here, so there's a couple of things I wanted to get into. Um, we, uh, the first thing is I wanted to set a couple of ground rules because I was as I was going through the, the podcast, the episode last time, we uh, we started uh, talking over each other quite a bit. Now that might just because might just be because of uh, a product of the you know the fact that we're on Skype and stuff. We can't see each other or anything like that. Well, we can see you. <laughs> I'm throw- trying to turn that off right now.
3: It's not working.
2: <laughs> Throwing is not an option. Yeah.
1: It's a little thing that says it, says it has a camera on it. It's
3: just, uh, Yeah, you click it so many times and then it still doesn't do anything.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Um, I figure we could go through some of the other characters on the Game of Thrones series that we were talking about with regards to leadership. But... Um, I wasn't sure if you wanted to, uh, uh, I figured it's hard to say cause like SNC Lavalin, um, the issues that we were talking about there and especially with all the, uh, First Nations stuff that was going on as well that we were talking about. I wanted, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys wanted to tie that up cause there's, there's some larger stuff, but that's a whole, I think that might be a discussion for a whole other
3: podcast. Oh yeah. That is. Yeah. Yeah
2: the bottom line is is um try not to associate uh, extermination as a <laughs> it is not a valid <laughs> a option it is not a valid option <laughs> okay i just want to make sure that we got that clear okay residential schools also bad idea <laughs> moving along um so whiskey you were talking about hitler and ned stark And I think it would be unfair if we didn't give you a proper chance to explain yourself. (laughs) Well, you have to... Because I think think, we kept talking over you
1: quite a bit. I I think if we put into the evidence, I guess, is that when Hitler rose to power, he was a very popular, charismatic leader, okay? In some ways, Ned Stark is... is, is, Or Ned Stark. Um, Yeah, Ned Stark um, from Game of Thrones he was popular. People loved him. Um, the problem is that you have diverging views on what success really is, um, and because we one of the questions I, I put back on you is: one is, is, is it okay for a leader to, to diverge from his his ethics and values in order to preserve um, either preserve his reign or preserve the kingdom? So for Hitler, in Hitler's example, is that he he's his, his, way of motivating people is to hate others and create false dichotomies it's us or them Um, the downfall of our livelihood or our lifestyle is because of somebody else and we must hate them ned stark for him is that he tried to do everything tactfully and tastefully and about the rules he forgot how people would interact and and exist in this space and he refused to change his values and that unfortunately came to his his demise. So we talk about leadership. Put it back on you. How do we at what point is it okay for a leader to change his his ethics in order to support a a particular
2: aim? Well, I mean, you look at uh you're talking about people who will be making compromises with their own values. That's the kind of that's the kind of idea when it's okay to do that. Yeah. I think you mentioned it before it's well when it's for the greater good well what does that actually mean is is the question right you know what what is the greater good is the, is the greater good do i need to preserve my longevity is that going to be for the greater good or do i need to you know play by the rules uh and do i need to like i I kind of got that from the from the questions and the statements that you're saying on the last uh on the last podcast i get that but the difference is, <clears throat> is when you walk into a mentality, uh, or when you walk into a situation as a leader, and you start attributing blame to others up up front, without even like that, you've already established what your values are by doing that, and that's the difference between somebody like a Hitler and a, and a Ned Stark. Right, Ned Stark assumed responsibility. Uh, for his actions, even from the beginning, you know, when you're the, when you're, if you're going to, if you're going to execute somebody, you better be willing to carry out the senten- your, sentence yourself. There's no uh, false attribution of blame on anybody for anybody, for any issues. Um, He went and, you know, he didn't have to go down south to act as hand of the king. He could have refused if he wanted to, but there's this uh, virtuous, almost perverse, virtuous sense of duty that he has to you know his his comrade from the war uh who's now the king to go and help a brother out um that i that to me there's like it's it you can't even make the comparison between the two one is one is a very virtuous type soldier the other is a you know somebody who a failed artist who decided to play the blame game um for for our country's ales right well, I think
1: maybe add in another dynamic here. So, so him leaving his castle and his family, to his dedication to what is perceived to be virtue, could that be also conceived as a form of narcissism, where he, he's doing it because he must, we're doing it because I must, we're doing it because I must. And it feeds into the legend that it is his reputation. So... Was his reputation now driving him to do certain things? And it's almost a, almost like feeding his ego in a way. I'm doing it because it's right, and because this is what I must do. And be, for some people, that becomes a bit of an armor.
2: I'm only doing this because I'm supposed to. How and do you know he didn't do it? Because of guilt. Because of what we know about Jon Snow.
3: Right? Because he's trying to set up the simile between uh, the two, him and Hitler. <laughs> because that's exactly what Hitler thought too. I have to do this because this is this is the what has to happen
2: well, that's what happens is people when they the when they are perception. set upon it, yeah, well, they delude themselves into they create this false sense of virtue about themselves, so I guess like if you want to put it that way, you can, but I would argue against that in the case of Ned Stark just because. He I think there's I think it has less to do with any kind of narcissism or, you know, false sense of virtue. And I think it has more to do with guilt over the fact that uh, and uh, cover your earmuffs there, uh, Smokey (laughs) (laughs) for a spoiler. But um, we know we know what Jon Snow is now. We know who is who his mother and his father are. And that's relevant in Ned Stark's relationship with. Uh, Robert Baratheon
3: Hmm. I'd like to say that Ned represents all that is good and what people should be and in character not just as a leader but just as a personal character and it was it's really abrupt when uh, he gets his head knocked off for being for being him for being that uh, that good representative that he tried to be the just and fair uh individual so everyone could look maybe, up
2: to maybe but he was also naive right he also had some weaknesses that clearly led to his downfall right through now, yeah backstabbing because he liked
3: to trust people
2: yeah altruistic to a fault clearly right um but that was a point that i was actually i was gonna try and bring up last time it was another kind of anecdote that i had heard um just by listening to other podcasts as well is that um altruistic altru an altruistic person will always be beat out by they try and treat it like a math equation but uh an altruistic person will always be beat out by a corrupt person Did a, corrupt, a corrupt group yeah i tried to mention it but i got overridden like uh <laughs> by uh, by whiskey, um, corrupt people will always beat out an altruistic person. But a but a group of altruistic people will always beat out groups of corrupt people.
3: Well, I think it's a little bit deeper than just that because those corrupt people are they're they're looking for an edge. They're they know they're less of a of an individual compared to uh, an altruistic person. They're not. Oh shit! How do you? It's like a book? Cersei almost. Yeah, but it's ah, it's hard to it's hard to really put a finger on it for me right now at this point in time because well, of,
1: maybe let I'm me. Like, oh, no. So how about these uh, these parents who paid for people to take uh, tests for their children to in in order <sighs> to get into school? So oh, yes. you know, here we have, we, in one sense this is a pure altruistic thing where. You have parents trying to look after the betterment of their kids, but in doing so, they teach them a very poor lesson that, you know, good scores and, and reputation can be bought. Um, hard work means shit. <laughs> uh, so that, you know, in, instead of doing well and studying hard, they, they go around and pay someone millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to take a test just recently I was reading that a woman whose son didn't get into school despite having a good qualification is now suing those parents because uh their his inability to get into school was was partly due for them buying their space into the into the schools so that because they bought their way in, they were not competing fairly they took a spot hmm so yeah, that's stark some... approach to that and here, would here, 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 be to knock off those people's heads and her her, <laughs> her her class action suit is a half
3: billion dollars as it should be cuz you literally have to knock their heads off and these the 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 way of doing that, these people with all this money who used money as their, their their power uh you take that money away they you take away their power you take away their ability to Influence the system for their selfish uh, needs or their selfish wants because they're not learning anything. You're basically wasting spots in university for these people, like oxygen thieves. You're paying people to Photoshop your kids' faces into a row club. Like that is a waste of time and skin, right there. Uh, <laughs> oxygen thieves. I like it. Time uh, bandits. That's another time one. Time bandits. Yeah. <laughs> now, Saying that, the caveat to that, this gets these people, if they hear it, they'll be really hurt, like emotionally distraught about that. And it's not a personal attack on them. That's my personal belief on anyone that does any sort of thing like that. And there's people out there with no money that do that kind of stuff to try and get ahead of of others Mm -hmm. Uh, just on an individual basis with no money. And I think the same about them as well.
2: Time bandits and oxygen thieves. All right, I like it. No, it's good. So we're two-time uh, losers for having these people in the world. Maybe we should lop off their heads. <laughs> well, as, as the as the once great uh, Robin Williams once said, it's "Like some some people uh, some people are born great, some people achieve greatness, and some people uh, receive greatness as a graduation gift."
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, parents! Yeah. But I, hey, well you can't you can't well the intention was there for the parents to try and get their kids ahead but I I think it was the CBC I quickly went over one of the one of the articles on it where they said that they could have easily made the donations legally to put their kids ahead of a headline and they chose to do it this perverse way so it's it just boggles my mind that they'd even attempt something like that. Hmm.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. Well, they they weren't looking for the hard work part. They're looking for the easy part. Let's, let's buy the edge and, and we see it. So we, we talk about the hard work and, and I think we turn it back on to game of Thrones. You have, uh, area Stark, uh, who chooses to leave the castle and, and converse to, um, her sister, who stays inside the castle, uh, trying to live, work with the uh, the uh, aristocracy inside. You know, eventually it swallows her whole. But um, then you have a- uh, Arya Stark, who decides to go in her own way and become a, an assassin and develop the, the <laughs> power of her own. And you know, uh, I'm smiling every time I watch her as, as a character progress in the in the in the film because <clears throat> you know that's what. Her actions were, yeah, some of them were about revenge, but it's it's about achieving her own and taking taking what is hers and solving injustice as they come.
2: That's yeah, she's very goal oriented. <laughs> 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 Set goals and achieve them. Oh, I'm gonna wear the faces of my enemies <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 slit uh, what's his name Walder Frey's throat while he thinks he's in a safe space. Well, and eating his <laughs> and while he's eating his kids.
3: <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh seriously, come on! She, Don't get in the details like that.
2: She pulled a she pulled an Eric Cartman. She made she uh <laughs> she made him eat eat his own kids or something like that, didn't she? Is that what yeah. she did?
3: Oh yeah, put him in a pie. Oh man, guys.
2: <laughs> Dude, you knew what you were getting into. <laughs>
3: we yeah, told you it was spoilers. Well, my puppy's right here beside me. and He's like. <laughs> he's getting hungry. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? This is sickening.
2: I think. Don't, um,
1: don't worry. What we. the we, reason why... oh, Sorry.
2: Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll go ahead. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> even with those details, that scene was a masterpiece. Oh, it was beautiful. And tell you, you're like halfway. Even if I told you what was going on, you'd be like. That just happened?
3: Yeah, he'd be I, shocked.
1: Even if I told you every detail, it would happen, and you're like, ah,
3: shit, he got me. The, the scene is nothing without the buildup over the the, yeah. the couple seasons of that hatred that she's developed and watching her just focus in on her training. Yeah. To, for the, for That's not even her ankle, And to hear you guys talk about that and the effort that that character put into that, that speaks volumes to what she, her endgame well the Her character came to be. yeah the
2: character development like just on its own it's it's nuts like they'll they'll do complete deception on what you think that character is actually going to do and you know you think that Arya's forgotten all about it because she's gotten caught up in this own little personal adventure that she's going on no she never forgot like it's it's plain, and, and, but they still fool you with that. And so that's just a testament just to how good the writing is, how good George R.R. R. Martin has, like, how much time and he's spent in detail because the devil is in the details with this show. And that's, I think that's what makes it so popular in the first place and with the books in particular. Um, it's it, the, 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 just the little things that add up towards those big, set piece events that happen, um, especially towards the end of each season. It's uh it, it really is impressive.
3: Mm.
2: Um, but uh, the reason why I wanted to bring up game of Thrones and the whole purpose of this, I mean, I'm just kind of reiterating it here, but the, uh, the whole idea about leadership, um, but specifically like they spend a lot of time showing what bad leadership looks like um, they show you know fair like a couple of instances where good leadership is learned and is done really well um, but i think there's a lot there's a lot of exam there's too many or almost too many examples of bad leadership like i'm still ca- i'm still re-watching i'm going through the second season and i'm just starting up the third season and theon Greyjoy stands out uh as a big one i don't know if you guys want to
1: no i I think we, we can go one. into and, and we can say there are natural natural leaders out there um but really it's it's n- nature versus nurture it, it, is it really one hundred percent uh a nature this is your your god given uh, ability to lead i i, I disagree yes. completely i i I think we can learn because otherwise uh we'd have fetuses running around leading people. Um, but we can learn. We, we can take techniques. We can apply them, and uh, we can become better people as we go. And what I think we're seeing is in the in the character development, people's leadership style changes as they encounter some issues. Like uh, Aria had naturally, she traditionally distrusted everybody. She then she as she worked in the castle, she trusted people, and then when the betrayal happened, she was it was easy for her to flip back and forth. Whereas uh, her sister, she just trusted everybody as they said, um, until she got burned so many times. She just pretended to listen to them. Um, then, so you mean Sansa? Uh, Sansa, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like Ned Stark, you know, he he made his mistakes, but I guess he didn't live long enough to learn them. How to be in court? No. Uh, uh, and then you have.
2: Well, he, uh, he 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 failed the critical lesson of. Um, you know understanding what human nature is really like or what it's really capable of, not like I'm talking about outside of the battlefield
1: oh totally I mean, but the thing is battlefield is unless you're in a seed scenario like those glimpses with people are very short um mm-hmm. I mean, you have your small section, whatever you're working with, and then you know the larger pieces in this is isn't, isn't as isn't as big as you, as big as it could be. I mean, we see Tyrion, for example, Tyrion, we see him, you know, he just wants to be happy go lucky because of everything that's going on with him. But then he's naturally, he's unavoidably forced into action to respond to issues that are going on because his family needs him. And then as soon as his family gets some reprieve, they betray him, essentially. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. Okay, we're done. And then he starts taking things yeah. in his own head. He rises to the occasion to set himself free of his burden because he realized he wasn't taking any joy from anything. Everybody's out to get him in his own family, which he takes the time to try is safe. save. So, yeah. Um, so he, then he starts seeing some of those parallels between him and Ned Stark, where he, he's doing what is right, not necessarily what he wants to do. But he plays the court much better.
2: Well, he enjoys it, right? That's the difference between. then they make that mention of that in discussions with that uh, that Varys has with Ned in the first season, and then uh, discussions that Varys um, has with uh, Tyrion. He's like, "You like this game, like the the game, right? That you you enjoy this." And he's like, "And I'm good at it." Um, so that was that. That was the big thing. Like, there was a couple of uh, examples they they talked about with Tyrion. Um, like when they're they're trying to give like leadership advice on some of these websites that I was looking at. Um, the big one was like know your weaknesses, but also know when, how to manage your enemies, know when to eliminate your enemies. So in the case of Tyrion, you know, he identified and managed his enemies like early. He set up loyalties early. Like uh, in when he became Hand of the King, he got rid of the uh, gold cloak Um, commander like right off the bat that was like one of his first things he's like you killed the last hand i don't trust you (laughs) like screw you man so he got rid of him and then replaced it with his with his good buddy braun oh
1: totally and and i think uh, maybe out in this dynamic of the leadership being a leader is also identifying loyalty and and the qualities of people that work for you or work with you so to speak so Mm -hmm. it's not so much your own personal ability well, not necessarily exploit, but you know, you you can
3: talent harvest. Exploit. Well, yeah, well, you, you call it talent harvest because that, but uh, exploiting and uh, and uh, developing.
1: Yeah, but if you ex, exploit is kind of a strong word because you're taking something and you're not giving anything back. Uh, good leaders tend to give back, they, <laughs> they share the hardships and risks as well as the rewards, right? And Tyrion did that with yeah. Ron. And then eventually. Uh, when uh, Bron became uh, friends with uh, what's his face Jamie Lannister, um, you saw him. that's <laughs> right. A, yeah, he gets a castle at the end of it, and he goes, "Is this castle big enough?" And they bring him back into battle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finds out he's bored with the thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, conversely, you look at somebody like like I was talking about earlier with Theon, you know. When he was with Rob, he had some strengths as an advisor. Um, but as soon as he went back home, you know, he he bought into this this false sense of uh, reputation, like his family's reputation, which are, you know, they're basically it's a family of cowards who never really amounted to anything that they claimed they were. You know, they talk, they do a lot of chest beating, but they go behind people's backs and steal their lands and kill children and all kinds of stupid shit. Right. And so Theon takes that kind of mentality or he takes, he takes his family's false sense of reputation with the Greyjoys and he elevates it to the status of the Starks because he's been so, he's been spending so much time with the Starks and he thinks that there's a loyalty there and it's not even existent. Like they basically, they they beat him on the back of the head and fled town as soon as they found out that they were outnumbered by uh, a superior force at Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good
3: one. <laughs> a bunch of cowards and empty leaders. Yeah, well, I, I, false, just in it for uh, themselves. Promises, well,
2: yeah. it, no loyalty whatsoever. It goes into
1: even f- to their own family. family. Yeah,
3: that's true. <laughs>
2: like
3: true, like your own your own flesh and blood, like his sister, like was just waiting for an excuse to just cut them out mm-hmm. uh, and, and chop them up and well, feed them to the fish. You you
1: missed the part where she goes in and tries to rescue him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> and you know what? I did miss that. And you're absolutely correct. But the, I still believe that they would have cut each other loose if it meant for their own self-preservation.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't work with us so well in the next season. You haven't seen <laughs> yet, yeah. oh, And they actually start sailing together.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, she's the only breath of fresh air in that whole family that shows any compassion towards, you know, the 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 basically the pathetic piece of human garbage that Theon turns into over the course of the second season. Um, and then he basically gets his he gets his gut you know, over the next couple of seasons, it, almost almost extremely. So you start feeling sorry for the guy. But then, you know, you you start building some kind of a sympathy for the Greyjoys. and then who who comes along? But uh, what's his name? Is it was it the was it his uncle? Yeah, Theon's uncle. So Theon's uncle shows up on the picture, and he just turns up a bigger asshole than the rest of them, and he turns into this you know opportunist type.
3: Super. Is he dope. a what's his no
2: nuts too, or he's a what's his no nuts as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, caption would be super douche extraordinaire. Yeah. Super douche extraordinary. <laughs>
3: <Like> that. <laughs> That's Fuck, good. You, you can wear that on a shirt. Yeah. You'd have to take both sides.
2: <laughs> we should we should <laughs> we should get t shirts made super douche extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, and wear them to work. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. But then you, you got these leaders that people follow. like let's talk about loyalty as well. You got these leaders that people follow. Um, you know, they, they buy into their they buy into their reign or whatever. Look at Cal Drogo throughout the first season. You know, he's uh he's a warrior. He's uh demonstrated like according to the culture of the Dothraki, he's uh you know, he's he's one of these kind of warrior kings, uh that they but as soon as something bad happens to him and he shows weakness, they they abandon ship immediately. Or jump off the horse, I should say. <laughs> womp well
1: I mean I think like carl drogo was was a leader by leader by example like he was he was the to which standards were were applied to everybody else, everybody had to measure up and and the better you were the the more he would get to you get to notice him <clears throat> um but ultimately you realize what happened to him as well like he, overconfident, we can do everything um and took on much more than he could chew when it came down to, especially with viruses and illnesses.
2: Um, yeah. Well, so, he became emotionally unstable once his progeny was threatened. And then that that got him into a, a little bit of a scrap. And and then that was it. And the smallest things can
1: defeat the, smallest, uh, the biggest warriors, right? That's yeah. why you got to get vaccinated
2: for tetanus. That's why you got to get vaccinated. There, yeah, we brought yeah, it back but-
3: to... Yeah, <laughs> watch that friggin' lockjaw because it sucks. You step on one rusty nail in a garage through a flip-flop. The next thing you know, it's like, oh, damn it. When was that tetanus shot?
1: Well, it, it's, it's not like lock it off. I was reading online that they, they a, a one boy contracted tetanus. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, leadership, people who decide to be anti-vaxxers and convince other people to join them. Um, and then you have a boy who contracts tetanus because his, his mom was taught or led to believe that vaccines were bad. So he contracts tetanus, and it cost him almost like uh, $800,000 in treatments.
0: Jesus. So he could,
1: he could have had a tetanus shot, yeah. and everything would have been good. Or you can contract the tetanus bacterial infection, and the treatments to save his life was
3: $800,000. That's like, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's a whole other fucking can of worms. Have you guys talked about any Vaxxers yet? Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> funny you should ask. We did a whole episode on it.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Why wasn't I invited?
2: Oh well, you weren't around. We didn't put that much time into it because we didn't want to give it more credit than it was worth. But apparently, people keep talking about it. So, and it keeps coming up. All these docu- uh, documented cases or whatever. I don't know if it's a result of a. Uh, documented cases are are increasing or it's just m- receiving more media coverage because you know it's it's a hot topic and it, it's something that goes viral
1: well you're know, about leadership fox no no well we, we we can go into it i can tell you why is sure. there's measles outbreak some some guy from africa um, flew through Toronto Pearson airport infected with measles so we're getting a little yeah. pockets of outbreaks all over North America
2: how is he let through the like honestly how is he let through customs or anything
3: I don't know yes because your common customs officer is going to be like I'm going to test you for measles <laughs> pee in the cup no house. he's just going to yeah he's going to be like hey have you contracted any diseases that you'd know about no I didn't exactly I got these really, you know, I, yeah, not me.
1: I got really itchy freckles yeah <laughs>
2: You don't look so well. Uh, We're going to just put you over here. Oh, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Do you mind standing in this plastic bag for us? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm on lunch. Just go. Just go on through. (laughs) I'm going to go take a shit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you have a, a lot of people that are listening to these if you want to call them uh, modern-day prophets, but those leaders that we have out there are, are false leaders preaching fictional facts. So your your movie stars that are like, don't vaccinate your kids because it'll cause uh, a, a disease.
0: Or, or the autism
3: or whatever. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I didn't want to, like, name something 100%. But, yeah, like, that that would be, like, one of those big ones out there. And it's like, well... What are your facts behind this? Because are you just taking the percentage of the percentage of the percentage of the one case that this happened, yeah. and There's and then no exploding sense. it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see the post that I put up put up on Facebook
3: today? I don't have Facebook anymore. Oh,
2: yeah. you don't have Facebook? Okay. Well, okay. How are you messaging us
3: then? <laughs> anyway, well, What it's... Funny you should ask because Facebook is currently uh, in litigation right now with BlackBerry because they somehow oh, really? created an application. Uh, that mimics exactly what blackberry messenger did okay Interesting. yeah, yeah. so i still have that application oh, okay squirrel <laughs> you just asked a question i know
2: i know i know i and i'm suffering for it <laughs> anyways your post your post so the post i put up on facebook uh it's uh i saw it was funny i saw it on saw it on the interwebs today and uh Somebody, they were doing that, everybody's ganging up on um, the, the anti-vaxxers or whatever. And so this person put this uh, website uh, URL up saying, uh, it's called www.howvaccinescauseautism.com. And you click on the website, and it's just one page with a picture of a, a girl wearing a T-shirt that says vaccines cause adults. And uh, and on the top of the webpage, it says it fucking doesn't. <laughs> How vaccines, it says www.howvaccinescauseautism.com. you sure it's not .org?
3: No. Not.
2: <laughs> <Nope>.
3: <laughs> well, done. .org uh, is a single page that just says they don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, there's a .com and it says they fucking don't. And I like I I particularly like the 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 post at the or the website at the bottom of the page, it says, did you like this post or did you find it funny? Hey, how about you buy me a beer? And it's got like a little drop down menu and it has diff- three different selections for a beer that you can buy for the person who made the website. So they paid for a domain to host that domain to say vaccines don't cause autism. It was hilarious. But uh, he's got a little drop down menu. He or she's got a little drop down menu. He says, buy me a beer, buy me a really good quality beer for three dollars. Or buy me a crappy beer for $1. Or buy me a case of beer for $8. <laughs> that
3: was pretty good. Hmm. To which they're all. Yeah.
1: No, but we're, we're starting to see leadership. And, and we say, well, health health professionals are going to look after the messaging around um, vaccines and, and the healthy practice. But we're realizing in the community that the messages are so mute and tame they don't have the same uh, appeal that a, a well-marketed misinformation does. So well, I think right now with the measles outbreaks, you're starting to see some groups become very active going, this is stupid. Um, I'm going to do something about it. And a lot of them are healthcare professionals. They're taking up the the hobby of information, good information on their own time and on their own dime. And they're doing a good job of it. And it's starting to mm-hmm. change things and in in the US there was um, a boy who defied his mother's rules and got vaccinated on his own.
2: Mm. I, I think saw. I heard about that. So I think that's they, pretty
1: good. So they the education compa- campaigns are working and parents are just trying to ke- sometimes still keep up. But all the evidence says vaccines are a good idea if your body can tolerate them. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think uh, that's a common thing like a lot of these problems that we're facing and a lot of this i don't know what do you want to call it conflict or whatever it require it does require leadership it requires people to take up some kind of a mantle and 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 actually you know lead their i don't know fellow citizens in a discussion who knows but it just seems to me like that's there's a lot of things that are lacking that 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 seems to be one thing that seems to be lacking a bit but i think you're right i think people are starting to understand it's like there's a responsibility here on the part of citizens and it requires leadership even if it's just personal leadership or you know you know amongst your group of friends or even just for yourself i
3: don't know i don't know i saw i saw a a comedian the other day on netflix i just can't remember what his name is at this current second i'm gonna google it um, he dealt with his wife having brain cancer, and he found it quite astonishing how uh, people don't want to listen to doctors, and he summed up, he's like, people don't want to listen to doctors until it's their life on the line. So, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny, where, like, all these people, like, anti-vaxxers are like, oh, doctors, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. Fuck doctors. Vaccines suck. And then... As soon as you're diagnosed with a terminal or a disease or, or something that may possibly lead to your death, it's like, what do I need to do? Yeah. And it's just like like well, it's convenient and you're just gonna follow these these preachers that have good leadership traits but bad messages until it's your own life on the line that that matters.
2: It's like people who thank God for whatever sports activity they just com- they just want at you know, what if you lose? Don't just believe in things just because they're
3: convenient for you. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, what's even better than that, know, I'm going to one-up you on this, is people thank God for their favorite sports team, like their favorite NFL team for winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I Who know, I know. Who gives a fuck? And I'm and pretty what happens sure if God you lost, has some was... bigger and better things to deal with than I don't know what an NFL team is, because I think the NFL and American football – is not a sport, it's a pastime, and you can market that one. <laughs> but it's like the
2: biggest sports pastime in the world.
3: No, it's not. That's after European soccer. Yeah, I know. Like, after after, after real football. football. Yeah, real stuff. After <laughs> oh, the fucking America. Let's let's put on as much padding and as much helmet protection as we possibly can and spear ourselves into our competitors. Take a forty second break, catch our breath. And then do it again for another five minutes, and then switch ends. Fuck you! That's not freaking athletic. <laughs> Go watch rugby, right? Go, yeah. Rugby's way more athletic. <laughs> but anyway,s that's that's my little rant on that one. <laughs> Man, this starts are... off with <laughs> I. I thank Jesus. I thank baby Jesus for letting my NFL team, my uh, those Dallas whatever Cowboys, win in the Super Bowl. It's like to thank the New England Patriots and I thank Baby Jesus for it. Fuck off! Hey, come on. Have you found Alice down there? <laughs> <laughs> you guys What, what What's Alice
1: saying? <laughs> I think Alice is where's Game of Thrones and what have you done with her topic today?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I thought we were talking heart. about leadership in Game of Thrones, but no, well, this is good. No, you know what? I don't I don't mind chasing squirrels because I think we, we do it pretty well. It's not too bad. Like, it's more entertaining
3: that way. Oh, I off had, with I his had head. A, a good lead into a squirrel on this. Okay. It's such a good background act, uh, character off of your... You promised we'll go back to Game of Thrones? <laughs> I'm trying to find one right now.
2: <laughs>
1: the Queen of Hearts like.
3: sit off with his head. I have Wikipedia up right now.
2: Come back, Dorothy. Come back. <laughs>
3: Uh. Uh, the the Baelish look, yeah, So look. you want to look at that that False character, the guy that's in the background That slimy character That's
2: so uh, funny, he doesn't know Whiskey
3: What? Wait a second <laughs> This Gantt chart cho- Tells me he's done after season 7 No! <laughs> Fucking Gantt charts <laughs> I'm not even going to look
2: at that anymore uh what were you so no no go ahead with your thought
3: no it's over with it's all over right with, man
2: <laughs> you broke them. you broke them. we broke them. oh man you gotta watch it dude <laughs> <laughs> no shit <laughs> it's really good
3: <laughs> but anyways the the thing i was gonna bring up with that was that false hopeless false characters and how he just feeds those lies and feeds his his message to people just to keep himself going
2: Yeah so. looking out for numero uno Yeah No I get that There's a few characters like that Um What was I I guess we could take I mean we were We kind of been leading up a little bit to The two The two biggest characters right now At this point in the game Of Thrones <laughs> Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> um that being uh Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. These are two characters who are learning leadership. Um like I think that's something that we've talked about on a couple of occasions. Um using examples of people who think they know what's going on. Um, you know, people who uh characters who don't know what's going on, they're either good leaders or they're bad. They're they're already established, right? there's not really much room for uh, development for those characters. Um, I mean, you look at like a Tywin Lannister, he's already a made, you know, he's a made character. He's already established. We know who he is, what he is. You know, he's, he's the one who gets it. He's the most experienced leader and he seems to have the most wisdom judging by like some of the speeches he gave, like the speech that he gave to Tommen. Um, But He's got, you know, one big blind spot and he's got prejudice. And that's that's what killed him. Prejudice for his own son. You know, anyone who wasn't normal looking, he blamed his... And also the fact that he blamed his son for an act that he couldn't control. And and obviously for the fact that, you know, Tyrion is a dwarf and all that stuff. But uh, these are, like, made previously made characters that don't have much change. But you look at two characters in particular, like Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen, who... They don't have a lot of uh, pre-established leadership. They have to learn it, and they learn it through some pretty, pretty awful and hard lessons. Even to one point where, spoilers there for you, <laughs> Smokey. Um, John gets uh, John gets killed at one point. Which John back. are we
3: talking about here? John Snow. John John Snow. Okay, yeah. but it shows him still in it.
2: Yeah, so that he means does,
3: he must come back. He does come back. He comes back. Yes, nailed it.
2: Yeah, well done. The,
1: the get chart saves me again. I wouldn't say yeah. they got. They nailed it. They
3: stabbed him a bunch of times. Oh, <laughs> oh. So you, you mentioned it there, though. You really the, bore the, that <laughs> leader, cross. <laughs> the The lessons are learned. So you look at Tywin, and yeah, that's his name. So an older gentleman, and mm-hmm. his learned uh, response to his his own experiences. So that prejudice came from probably people backstabbing him and yeah, and along those lines. So that's a learned behavior that's added on to his leadership traits. And these people that are naturally good leaders, the they're only going to get better with the experience. And as long as they stay alive, will they get better at it. And it's that better managing, not better leaders, better managing.
2: I think you bring up a good point, too. Look at Tommen. Tommen had it in him to become a really good king, a really good leader. But I don't He's think he could. Tommen. Just like uh, Tommen is uh, Joffrey's younger brother.
3: Oh, there it is. What, the redhead? No, that's Tormund. No. Oh, fuck it, see. There he is. Oh, he didn't last at all.
2: No, he didn't last very long. Oh, he, well, I mean, he lasted, what, six or seven seasons? Technically.
1: Well, you, you know, you, he was you, alive. He made, that, made some big gains, but it was a short bucketing
2: <laughs> <laughs> You got jokes. We got jokes on this episode, folks.
3: <laughs> big inside uh, jokes. because now, I have to watch fucking Game of Thrones to figure them out. Yeah.
2: You spend so much time watching Netflix. Go, just go
3: and uh, get like I don't know. Go and get crazy. Are you are you are you with Bell or anything? Yeah, but Bell doesn't like me. Don't, med- don't mention my real name, and Bell they'll be like, "Oh, you have time to fucking do that, eh buds?"
2: Oh, oh okay. But you, you
1: need to understand: was it uh, was it Marjorie's on trial, and then they had uh, some religious zealots, religious leaders were having a trial for uh, for various charges at one of the churches, and it was like a very Sefton
2: or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was a very explosive scenario. Yes, it was.
3: Mm.
2: They yeah. used pig shit. <laughs> good for
1: them.
3: It doesn't smell all that good.
2: <laughs> but with Tom and I found with him, he uh you know, he saw he had a, he had great potential to become a really good leader, but I don't think he could take the the pressure. Not necessarily like he couldn't take the the shitty nature of having to deal with especially people in his family. You know, his grandfather gets killed by his own son and his mother is just this like awful treacherous person who just got you know watched her get fed through the streets of and be completely you know humiliated but never learned one lesson off of it and just destroyed and obliterated uh all of her enemies so i don't i don't think he couldn't take he couldn't take the reality of the world and as a result you know like like uh, whiskey said it's a It was a a long drop from a short balcony.
3: (laughs) How's Barry still in this fucking game?
2: Varys? Yeah. Because he's smart. He's a (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. He
3: listens to little
2: birds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does whatever a spider can.
1: (laughs) Anyways, I think we should sum up there if that's okay. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. So uh, I guess we maybe sum up saying that leadership—you know—there's lots of parallels, and I, I th- leadership can come from all sides, and, and leadership can solve problems. Um, it can and it can create unintended ones, or can in fact create intended uh, problems. And um, we, Game of Thrones is a, a very good example of you know different relationships of leadership w- w- with subordinates and mixes a, uh, different kinds of leaders within an organization, what can they accomplish and what can be uh, not accomplished. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good microcosm of, of leadership. Any thoughts on that, Rox?
2: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, did you even, do you want to talk a little bit? I know we're kind of summing up here, but did you want to talk, we talked a lot about negative qualities and we did mention a couple of uh, positive qualities, but um, did you want to talk about at all? Like, just kind of summarize what it means to be a leader. Like, some of the good qualities it means to, in order to be a leader, right? I think I got a couple listed here. If you want to hear them, Good quick. Go all right, so uh, I'll try and make this quick. But the first, uh, there's a couple here. One is um advisors are often wiser than leaders, but they don't have the vision or or charisma of their leaders. Um, so as a leader trust the knowledge and and expertise of those around you um you know and and make decisions based on it right also you should know your weaknesses you should know when and how to manage your enemies now enemies could be anything it could be it could be tasks right it could be uh, problems that you and your organization are encountered with um, so the know I the scope
3: else, I can't get your copy word right
2: right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know know the scope of the task um, understand sometimes that, you know, if you're a leader of a lot of people, um, uh, you know, a great many people understand that sometimes terrible things need to be done for the greater good, but you just need to know when to make that decision and you need to make it with all the facts at play. All right. Another one is a pretty common one. Lead by example. We've mentioned it here a couple of times. Another one that, uh, we kind of hinted at was that prejudice. Prejudice is a weakness. inclusion is an advantage. Um, judge people on their merit and and not on you know predetermined factors um, because they might bring in diverse ideas they might bring in something that is of value for you to make decisions as a leader and then the last one that was brought up was that great leadership often requires great sacrifice, so you got to be willing to make bargains with the future um, in order to. Uh, in order, you gotta be willing to make great personal sacrifice in some situations, give up things that you might hold dear, uh, in order to make uh, decisions that will preserve your future or preserve the longevity of your family, of your, you know, of your friends, of your company, whatever you, you know, whatever it is you do. Anyway, that's all I got. That's my rant.
1: And the ad smokey. Oh, you're fucking done.
2: Yeah, I'm done. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to limit well, the amount of nah. ranting that well, I do.
3: I, I wrote down a couple notes. Hey,
2: did you? All right, bring it up. He, he, he can you, write.
3: yeah work on it. <laughs> okay, your leadership style should be representative of whether or not you're voted, or so like a voted being a representative of the people that voted you in there. But that should only be hurt per- or shown because they voted for you. But anyways, <laughs> different stream represent and voted. Uh, Leadership, so you have to be able to adjust the message based on the position that you hold. But uh yeah, I don't have too much else to add to it. um I think it rocks. I think he had my points in there somewhere. I just stopped listening. I'm looking at Trump right now. <laughs>
0: uh, you you rant a lot, man. Uh, but the big one, lead sorry. by
3: example. The lead by example, uh, and the one that I. I like a lot and uh, it really resonates and is if they don't know or they don't think that you'll do what to do and you're you're not a leader you're you're just they need to know that you're capable and willing to do the job that you're saying them to do and if they don't know know that then You either got got to reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah. So I
2: understand it's a, there's an art behind it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That uh, like at the, at the end of the day, like something like leadership, it's the way I've always understood it. It's, it's the art of influencing others, right? It's uh, to do something that they might otherwise not do, you know? Um, so that requires a lot of experience, but it also requires an understanding of what human nature is like. And a lot of the times, you're right. Like it requires lead, leading by example is a is a is a pretty decent one uh, to start off with if you're not sure. So that's that's how that's there you go, whiskey. That's how I educate and inspire. Yay! You on did the, what?
1: Uh, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm
3: whiskey. And I'm Rox. See you next week. I'm Smokey, and I don't endorse that man's message. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week.
2: Hey, everybody. Rox here. I just want to take another moment of your time and shamelessly ask that you like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks. We're currently on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. We're now on Spotify, and we're continuously looking for more ways to expand. As well... You can help us out even more if you write us a review on Facebook, tell your friends, and even get involved in the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for more 320 Club.